Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Today's episode stems back from an introduction. Gosh, I want to say it was May of this year. I'm thinking when I first met. Seems like much longer. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, was it even 23 or was this 22? (laughs) Now I'm getting things mixed up. But today's guest was actually the first speaker at an event that I went to. And he set the stage for the rest of the event. And he was just so impressive. Been following him all year long. And the value. And I, and I really, I I am cautious using the word value because I think it's overplayed, but the way that he's going to help answer questions and put you at ease when it comes to video content for your business is going to be game changing. So this one, I'm already going to tell you from the beginning, you want to like get your pens ready, pause, actually take notes. So if you're driving, flag this one, save it, download it. But Connor Murnane is someone that has seen both sides of the coin. So he spent some years with just a little company called Zillow, uh, working in corporate before creating his side hustle, which has now become a thriving business called Video Launch. And he is truly changing the game when it comes to videography. And he is on a mission to help more people grow their personal brands so that they can create their own life-changing opportunities. So Connor, so excited to have you join me. Thank you. Appreciate all the kind words and looking forward to the convo. And kind of like you're saying with like the the value, sort of vague value word that can often be, you know, a little broad. The way we were, you know, just chatting for a couple of minutes before this, I love the way you touched on it is I try to be as tactical and practical as possible. So whether today we cover you know, business and video strategies or parenting and lifestyle topics. Like I'm going to try and be as open and transparent about, you know, the actual things, useful, practical things that I'm thinking about, you know, in my own life. Which is so great. I mean, we honestly, okay. Connor has four kids. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but like (laughs) who has time for any type of BS or like non-practical, non-useful information. So let's (laughs) actually start, start back real quick. At Zillow. Mm-hmm. So how did you even get started in Zillow? And and 10 years is quite the career there. Yeah, it was even, um, I want to say like just over 13. So if you count everything. All right. So, so 2009, um, real estate tech and talk about like timing to be entering the real estate industry. You know, I was had the benefit or the advantage of um, being a little naive, I guess, around the market, but I was in real estate tech. So I'll even start with transparency. I never had my license. I've never sold a home, but I've made lots of friends and worked with and always been around the residential real estate sort of tech um, space. And so I graduated in San Francisco and was at a, a couple real estate tech companies, landed at one that was called Trulia. Um, so it was there very early stage before going public, 
um, thought I was doing the whole Silicon Valley like success track, you know, early stage, well-funded tech company, IPO. Um, we ended up even then getting acquired and merging with Zillow. So that's how I sort of came on um, to under their umbrella. Um, I want to say that was maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, but um, spent a majority of that time just working with real estate pros, initially selling um, products and services to them, and then working in sort of a partnership model as Zillow's own business model evolved. But um, I feel like I like to tell people over the 13 plus years, no one's really got more, you know, deep experience with um, understanding real estate professionals and uh, their business and um, everything that is is involved around it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I always love to say is, you know, I love, and we're going to get into this, is having career pivots can sometimes feel shameful. You're like, mm. I've spent this many years at this organization. People mm -hmm. can say you're crazy for leaving. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I spent 16, 16, 17 years in the pharmaceutical industry, golden handcuffs like galore, and I left it all. And people yeah. thought I was crazy. Yeah. But it's all part of the path. Like so much of mm -hmm. what I actually learned then, I am now applying with our construction company. And I could see that exactly with what, you started, I mean, that whole transition set you up for right now. Yeah. And I have a lot of empathy for people that are kind of either in different stages of that type of transition, or maybe they're not transitioning. That is just something that they find a, a nice path to grow. But I personally felt like I had hit a ceiling in terms of my, not just, I mean, my financial earning, my personal development and learning, my network of, you know, friends and people uh, to, um, to connect with. And, and so I actually, I, I mean, I want to say, I don't say like accidentally fell into this. I definitely had some long-term, you know, plans here, but like at the time in 2020, I just started clicking record because a lot of successful people that I was meeting and working with were talking about this idea of them building personal brands and that creating opportunities in their own real estate businesses. And keep in mind, I was an employee at a publicly traded company that did not sell anything on the side or sell anything internally at the time. But I just decided to click record, start making videos. And I slowly um, started seeing kind of doors open and relationships um, being created and could see how that would lead to bigger sort of unforeseen opportunities. And, you know, I like being clear about this timeline because it was about a year and a half. Um, so to be real clear, a year and a half of, having a full-time job, having four young kids, and then late at night Googling, how do you like post a video? How do you make a video? Like doing almost this essentially side hustle of making video content. But um, one day, you know, this eight-figure CEO reached out to me and that turned into a huge opportunity, which just created a domino effect um, from there. And it's just sort of compounded. And, and I think the important takeaway is that, you know, when people are making these transitions or or, you know, looking at how to grow into this next chapter or whatever that means for them. And, and part of it is having some clarity long-term, but the other part is just taking that, like that blind action and having some degree of, you know, faith or hope that it's going to create, you know, opportunities for you. It's funny that you say that, um, because I was just talking with my husband about it recently is where we are today, it's, it's truly just be been because of action, mm -hmm. right? There's been mm -hmm. periods where we've stalled, stalled out. 
we only oh. have two kids having two kids we stalled out <laughs> and i told you before bit. you got there's no way you can say the only because like like joking <laughs> and serious like that's you're badass like for doing that like for like so you know having one two three and even zero everyone's got their different challenges you know so like you know 100%. it's it's, 100%. it's cool but it's it's all about that action and i know that we're gonna yes. hear a lot about that today is just like action and and i think that's just a great theme to to kind of keep with us because what I loved hearing is you still had your main job because I, I know that there's a lot of, um, hype out there on social media of like, just go start your side hustle and it will yeah. be successful. Yeah. Go yeah. like Jump. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> risk, like risk it all. <laughs> it, it turns on immediately and you get clients and, and everything. It's so easy. And yeah. it's, and it's like, you're, you're doing it a year and a half raising a family. And then there's that one break. That one door that opened for you with a CEO that just started the floodgates. And I'll even like, I mean, truly, this is like the 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 the, the podcast shortened version, even still, you know. Yeah. Like I I would argue there's a much longer, like much longer story, which we'll save for another day, where leading up to the point of creating videos, you know, or um even after there was that first domino, but that didn't mean you know, providing for my family of six and like having the lifestyle that we wanted could all of a sudden be completely swapped for this new lifestyle with this new business and that wasn't yet figured out. So it's been multiple years really of, uh, of kind of, I'd say, wading through the doubt and the uncertainty and kind of the late nights. Um, and I still very much consider myself uh, like just getting started and you know, at the beginning of, of a infinite journey. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what this is, right. It's a, that infinite journey. And so I, I want to kind of just talk about something that you actually mentioned. It, it just hit me is, is that infinite journey, right? And that took you to video, like your journey took you through video and it has created obviously incredible opportunities for you but what was it initially about video that that sent you searching late at night that wanted you wanted like what was it that triggered it for you yeah i i mean there's multiple layers to this and some of it i'll say will have like the maybe it'll touch on like the psychology and emotional side of it and some of it i think will be more tactical marketing geeky stuff so let's start with that like when it's when you, when i'm talking about essentially a side hustle there're a couple options i could make a product I could sell a service um, and, and you can do all these different things that can start to create a path, right? That I want, that we're, we're considering. Um, and the nice thing about content is that it it's, I mean, number one, you can create that not only at midnight, just with from the keyboard and, and stuff, but it's, it's something that has a, a compounding leverage to it. So like if I sell one product to one customer, that is great, but making one video that does really well can be seen by a thousand people. And then one of those people can make an introduction to someone. And then, and then the next video gets seen by another thousand and one people. And so it just, it, it had this effect where I knew like I, it could create momentum without me even yet having like a way to monetize whatever, what I was doing. It almost felt like um, to me, like, maybe this is weird, but the more practical approach video um, is like, 
and when I researched this, a lot of companies were building audience before building product. And so if you look at a traditional business, they would spend maybe years or resources and dollars on creating a product, a prototype, et cetera, and then going to an audience and selling it. And um, a lot of businesses today have actually started to reverse that order. They're looking at how do, how do we have an audience and a brand and then go to that with a product or service, which is why we're looking at you know, creator economy and influencers having products and services, et cetera, et cetera. But going back to some of your, your question on other reasons I looked at video is I did still look at this as like a finding my own sort of self in a way, like if you're not getting too woo woo, but like I, I felt like I was kind of trying to, I was still in the stage of like document, not creating. I was still in the stage of like, I've learned some things. I've made a good amount of money, but I'm also not even technically a business owner. I wasn't technically, you know, at the time, like at a place where I don't think it was not, not like, like it wasn't timely um, stuff. I just wanted to document it. And so that was a way for me, almost like a public journal, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked at both ways of like, this is an internal process for me, but ex Externally, I can see how this is leading to relationships and, you know, because pretty quickly, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this, like maybe within one to two months of someone consistently creating videos, you will start to get people who notice it and people will let you know that they notice it um, for better or worse. Like I'll even say, like when I first started making videos, I'd like some people like, you know, asking and like, why this is cringy. Are you okay? Like, but I think over time, you'll see, you know, the right people will, will come your way because they liked your content. Absolutely. And in speaking specifically, you mentioned personal branding, and this is a, this is like a concept that I feel like there's so much gray and well, you could say like, oh, it's so easy, personal branding, this, this, or whatever. For a lot of people, it's really hard to grasp that concept, right? Because it's like, Coca-Cola has a brand. Kleenex has a brand. Botox is a brand. But then mm -hmm. you think about like someone else. And I know there's like the Kardashians or the rock or, you know, whoever are like these big brands. I'd love for you to give your two cents on personal branding in, in hopes of clearing it up, like in the most simplest form so that people can grasp it exactly. And even tying it to the video, right? Yeah. How that all works together. Yep. I, so I, and I still have some of these debates sometimes with my friends and family, like, but I'll start with saying, you know, everyone has a personal brand. If you look at the definition of your reputation of other humans that know you. And so that maybe that's just your friends in your neighborhood. Maybe that's just your personal family. Um, or maybe that's, those are followers on your Instagram page, but everyone essentially has a personal brand. And so if we back up for a second, like in the past, cause you're asking about businesses and sort of trend on this, it was the same thing. Everyone had personal brands. Like when you look at, um, you know, Nike, very much a logo, very much a broad international brand, but they, they really were built on top of like Michael Jordan, the human on top of basketball player after basketball player uh, um, that were essentially like the original influencers. And so these, these personal brands um, are still what the buyers connect with. It's what the viewers at the end of the day have always connected with and do connect with today. And so what's been changing recently is it's not just the people on television. It's not just your personal brand with your 
local neighborhood, it's like everyone can create a global brand now. And so like when you said Coca-Cola, my first thought, have you ever heard of um, Prime um, drinks, the energy, I don't know, I think they're like an energy drink or um, I, I think you've seen, I don't know if you've seen like the color bottle I've got to show you, but basically they're now a, um, so there are these two influencers that started them. One of them's Logan Paul and they're kind of, they've like replaced Gatorade in a lot of ways. Okay. And, and because the two influencers that started them have tens of millions of followers in like essentially one year of going to market, they had a billion dollar company. And so companies like, you know, the Coca-Colas or whatever, whatever, et cetera, are, I think are always going to be in competition with who, what individual humans have the most attention. And it's why I think we see like the rock with his tequila company or the, you know, Kardashian with their clothing or makeup or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's happening long tail all the way. So name and industry. And I think the personal brand is the biggest opportunity to drive that. That's kind of the main point I wanted to end this sort of rant on is like everyone, everyone has their personal brand. And it's, it's now my belief that whatever outcome that they want to create and have happen, their personal brand is actually perhaps the most efficient and most effective way to get there. Um, it's just hard, you know, but um, the outcomes are like, you know, ridiculously on this. Well, what I loved with what you just shared and, and just to kind of even summarize it, you know, if you're, you're listening in right now and soaking all this in, and we're just getting started here is you said reputation and connection. Like those were two of the words that you used. And I actually like immediately for lack of a better word, connected, related to that. I was like, oh, I get it, right? Because even when I was in corporate America or building the brand right now or our construction brand or what have you, it's our reputation. How do we want people to remember us and to be able to connect with us? And Yeah, can I inject it? Sorry to cut you off. Can I inject a real quick story that, that made me think of when I was first, so when I was at Zillow and initially started making videos, maybe for like six plus months. So it was at this stage of like, definitely being noticed by the people in my immediate network. I mean, I was posting like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. And so there was, there was some degree of awareness of it, but it's not, it's not like I was getting offers or, you know, brands wanting to pay me money or something. Um, so it was like that perfect beginning stage of like, not really valuable, but how valuable is this? And I remember getting on a zoom call with like, um, like a boss's boss's boss. And he, there were going to be multiple people on the call. And I was one of the first handful of people on the call. And, and he immediately started addressing me and video content that he'd seen of me on LinkedIn. This is in front of more people as we're coming on Zoom call, refers to something I had said and like what I had, you know, described strategically. And like, and again, that didn't immediately translate into dollars into my pocket, but that the, it was like these little moments that were like, wow the people that it matters in my current life, I have their attention and I'm building trust with them. And so even if I'm just trying to get a raise and become like a manager in my current role, that's definitely a leg up to have, you know, awareness and trust with the people in that immediate network. So I just, that's why I'm saying, I really do believe whether you're an entry level employee at some massive company um, or you're a solopreneur or some CEO of a billion dollar company, I think, Whatever it is you're trying to make happen in the next st stage of your life, I really believe it's the personal brand that's the answer to it. 
Real quick, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably shared it with you, told you about it, or maybe you saw it on an Instagram story. Currently, the only way this grows is through word of mouth. I don't sell any ads or sponsorships right now, so my only ask to you is that you continue to pay it forward. However you found out about this podcast, that you do the exact same thing for someone else. So if it is leaving a review, sharing it in your stories, Literally, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and definitely throw some good karma out there for you and another entrepreneur. It's funny. I'm, I'm in, in all fairness, I feel like personally, I've been fighting this a little bit because like I've built other brands, like Mm. our construction company. I had a media company build that brand. Like that was very easy for me to wrap my head around to build that brand. And always for me, I was always like, well, yeah, I'm just associated with it. I'm just, I just founded that. I just did this. Like it wasn't important, but all along, and I'm hearing more and more like, oh, Shelly, you're so brave or, oh, this, like I'm hearing these like consistent words of people describing, saying it to Mm -hmm. me, not to like, Mm -hmm fluff my feathers or anything like that. Just, I'm like, it's like data. You're getting data. I'm getting data back. And I'm like, Oh, that's what they're getting from. That's what it is. Oh, I see now. That's what they see in me that I'm inspiring Mm. them or, you know, what have you. And that's why it's, it's all starting to come together. Like this personal branding idea. I think you're 100% right in how you're saying that it used to be the brand attached to the person, right? Like Michael Jordan under Nike, but now it's like finding the person and then putting the brand underneath it. I totally see that. Right. Cause the commodity of like, like, um, do you know, have you heard of Mr. Beast? He's the, so he's the number one. Okay. So like the, like chocolate bars, he sells chocolate bars, which again, one year, billion dollar business. Billion dollar. So chocolate bars, total commodity. They've been around for years. Everyone's dominated it, this and that, but he has the audience. And so and he's going to move into a whole nother, you know, list of products and billion dollar businesses. But it's like um, the hard part is building that trust and that awareness and that community. Um, and that's the part I think every business, it's just like whatever, like you sell videos or you sell products or you sell services. Like I, I just think it's the, it almost always boils back to if you have a stronger personal brand, it almost solves 99% of the things. Oh, yes, 100%. And and like we're talking for for business owners right now, but to your point and you've mentioned this a few times, we we both spent a, a a great deal of time in corporate. If you are looking for that next role, Connor, you just gave a great example of that on the Zoom call, right? The inner office Zoom call. Like this information right now is applicable to anybody. It is not just business owners. It is your personal brand and whatever your professional or personal goals are for that matter. It, it was internally, I mean, there were, and that's just, that was one of the stories, one of the moments, like internally, they ended up having, they created an ambassador program that they wanted me to help with and other, these other things that they were kind of like thinking through because th- this was helping to sort of lead the charge on that. And um, and that's just internally at, at, at the company I was at. Externally, I was getting offers from other companies, you know? So like, again, if you're an employee, I just... You know, it's, I don't think you have to be in sales or have a product or a service or be in marketing. Um, it's like reframing it as you already have a personal brand. So in what ways are you investing in it? And I don't mean like spending 
neon like you know cool neon lights but in terms of like creating content investing energy and time um, around that network and and again we've always done this for years whether it's networking at events or phone calls and other things like that it's just uh you know it's now easier um, to do this um, and I like saying this um, sometimes too because this is something most people don't know I make a lot of videos and I make a lot of content but like I, I am more introverted probably than most people are who you know like to be out there um, and it's almost like an, an, an intro, an introverted dream. Like I can, I can be in joggers and I can be like chilling on the couch and, but I can basically have a conversation with a thousand people, um, this afternoon. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a very efficient way to, you know, to network. Were you, I love the words that you're using, investing, leveraging efficiency. Like this is all so yeah. great, but <laughs> let's get down, let's get down to business here. And mm -hmm. you, you've mentioned it a few times, building trust, right? Likeability mm -hmm. and trust. We hear that a lot. And I know at the event that you talked about like five types of video. Yes. I don't know if that would, if you feel that would be valuable to talk about right now, but if we're speaking, let, let's to, to building that personal brand, mm -hmm. how would you kind what of What are some like someone? practical steps let's, maybe let's, if that's useful? Yeah. Let's get into that. Cool. So a couple of things, if I'm and if I'm even talking to anyone that's like, okay, I, I'm bought in, I want to do this, but where do I start on my ground zero blank canvas? At first, getting some clarity on like who slash what. So what is it that we want to make happen? And then who do we need to talk to in order to do that? So like if we even used your business as a thought exercise, that might be useful. I don't know if you want to do that. But sure, like, go for it. Um, okay, so, um, so Brian con contracting, right? And mm -hmm commercial businesses is who is sort of your who in terms of typical clients, your industry, your community. Is that right? And yeah. Business, uh, I would say building owners and business owners and actually property managers. So we kind of, but it's all that professional other businesses, I would say. Perfect. So now that we have a clear who, some of the things that we can kind of scratch off, right. Are like not talking about, um, you know, other residential realtors as much, not maybe not talking about other industries as much. I think we definitely can layer in like your passions. That's where maybe we'll, we can hit on that in a second, but the 80% out of the 80, 20 is all right, let's speak to your who. And so now that that part is clear, you can start to come up with these, what you had alluded to earlier, these like five categories, but just listing a few, think of this concept of like buckets or pillars of content. So um, you know, I, I'm going to start actually with my favorite one, which is, uh, I call it kind of like a collaboration, you know, bucket or a content model. So if, if I were like partners in your business, one of the first things that comes to mind is let's go to every property manager and every building owner that, you know, in the addressable market that, you know, and collaborate in our content with them. So whether that's going to the property and asking them like, hey, what are three ways to maximize the value of a XYZ? Or, you know, I don't know, you're, we'd have to think through the topics and the questions that are relevant and fun to them, but collaborating with the people that you want to, you know, meet and network with is like a really straightforward, easy way to do it. Another one, another like content pillar might be educating. So that's where you might think of two things of like, here's how to do X, Y, Z with your commercial real estate property, or here's how to renovate your property um, for under X, Y, Z dollars. And then you just do like a 30 second video talking about it. So you can kind of come up with these different 
pillars like education you could probably someone who's got that as much experience you could probably educate on 14 different topics you know um, off the top of your head and then on the collaboration one you could probably you probably already know a hundred property managers that you could go and collaborate and make content with and so when you find once you know so backing up and zooming out once you're clear on who is it you're trying to speak to then get clear on what are some of these like pillars or categories that I feel comfortable doing? Like maybe you're even more introverted than me and you're like, I hate the idea of going around and like, you know, asking questions to these guys. I'd rather just like sit at home and talk to the camera over and over. So you find the thing that you're into and that you, you, you feel comfortable with that you're strong at and you start testing and building. And that last part is the hardest actually, because I think a lot of people get going, they're bought in. Okay, I'm going to try a few things. They get comfortable. And uh, I call this actually the biggest mistake or the biggest trap in making videos is that we all, you know, I've got four kids, we were busy. We we want to find the routine that helps us be efficient. So it's like, okay, I always make this the video in this office at 4 p.m. about this kind of topic. And then it gets sort of boring and it gets kind of, um, stale. And so it's one of those things that you almost have to constantly iterate and constantly test and challenge yourself to be a little bit uncomfortable as you try new types of videos and new types of ways. Um, and we've used this phrase a little bit earlier, but it's one of my favorite books behind me. It's an infinite game. I mean, you just have to look at this as like, you're not going to make videos for like a year and then win. You're just, you're kind of like, Love it. There we go. Simon, my guy. So it's just like one of those, as you know, then I like, you're not going to make videos for a year and then win and be done. You're just sort of grad, you're committing to a lifestyle of, you know, your personal brand. And, and um, I'll tag the book. I actually just, I think it'll, I think the episode will come out before this one, but I shared 10 books that changed my life in 2023 and the book, the infinite game that Connor awesome. just, just awesome. Um, talked about is one of those. I'll make sure to link it in the notes, but um, you know, with the infinite game and that infinite mindset is like, there is an unlimited or infinite amount of players and there is really an infinite time horizon. And it's like, there's no end point. And I think that's yeah. one thing that when it comes to video, it's like, okay, it's not make five videos and then like, check done. Like yeah. I'm done. Like, okay, the, where's the business? Bring it all in. Come on guys. Yeah. Like call me. <laughs> it's like, it's that infinite game of like more content, different content. Actually, this is something, um, I've been leaning on a little bit more funny enough. So I was in the pharmaceutical industry, like I shared, and I actually loved clinical studies, right? Mm -hmm. I actually love clinical studies to see the data, to like understand how the mm -hmm. drug worked, how it was safe, blah, 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 all these different Crazy. things. And so I loved it, but for some reason I haven't applied that skill of analytical, which I hate math, but I love analytics. It's, weird. <laughs> it's I, I make no sense but to this. So I actually had my team go back to my social media and I created some metrics to be like, please go look at all of this over the last two months. And I want you to pull out this, this, and this so that I can actually see what I'm doing. Is it having effect? Is it reaching the right. audience that I want? Do they care? Right. Are they sharing? Are they saving? Because honestly, it gets tiresome just going right. again and again and again. Right. 
And it's like, we need to see these little wins to be like, okay, out of these 10 videos, nine of them sucked, but this one was good. Yeah. And then like yeah. understanding like, okay, uh, what did I do on that? How was I standing? What was I wearing? Blah, 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 blah. And like, be like, okay, can I just do that now 10 times instead of these other nine that sucked? And like, yeah, but then next month it'll be totally different. So, exactly. And that's the infinite part. It's like, you'll, you'll win. You maybe get that little like improvement and then not, now you got to reset again. How do we, how do we do it a little bit better, a little bit better. And you just, you eat. and that's kind of the, I think maybe the most sustainable mindset to take anyway. Cause I, I see when I first got into videos, there were two types of recommendations from two camps of people. One was very much about optimizing what I would consider, you know, maybe the vanity or the social media metrics. So here's how to get a lot of views. Here's how to get a lot of followers. And look, I, I'm going to be one of the first ones to say that is, those are important metrics. Those are very important indicators that we're going in the right direction. But I'm, we, I promise practical and tactical. And I like, I very gladly will get more into some of these details because I think that's useful. But like, I've got four kids, we've got to pay the bills. So like, I want to know how many leads are we getting? How many conversations and appointments does this, is this effort creating? And ultimately how many dollars can I like attribute to these efforts versus other efforts that I'm doing? Cause like, you know, I, you know, I do lots of other sales, marketing, et cetera. And so it's like, if these videos are just, you know, just to look cute, then I don't know how much I want to do that. But um, I think it's important for people to look at the metrics that matter in their business for sure. A hundred percent. And to even take a step back sometimes, I think we can all fall into this on social media is like, we, we think or place a value on someone based upon their followers. And it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. we have, we, this is a snippet of their life. And like, when you really take it back and, and, and really get big, there are so many people out there that aren't on social media that are mega successful in whatever way that is for them, right? Because it could be money, it could be lifestyle or whatever else. And, and so I think it's like bringing it back to you. And another book that, oh, here it is. Here it is. I'm a, re I'm a reader. <laughs> um, this uh, 10X is easier than 2X. I've heard of that. It's so good. You have to read it have to read it. It was highlighted, implementing it right now. So good. But one of the topics that, um, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy talk about is the qualitative over quantitative, mm -hmm. because I feel like, especially as business owners and you have other responsibilities like for little kids and a house and all the things it's like, it's like, sometimes we think more, 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 more. And it's yeah. not always more. It's like, let's take what we have, understand what's working. Like those metrics we talked about and do more of that. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I heard about it. You mentioned Mr. Beast earlier is that he, it's not, I mean, he has teams upon teams, like right. building his content, but he'll, he'll, Actually, He's not making thousands of videos no. you know, or posting daily, you know, it's, he's, he's changing the whole way he's creating these videos in the first three seconds and he's dissecting it with his teams. It's such a point yeah. to have the most impact, not just who can get the most damn videos out, you know? Yeah. And, and it's actually the way that YouTube was really one of the first and TikTok, but like now Instagram, all these these platforms are shifting to where previously, if you had, let's say a thousand followers, 
your video could and would be seen and shown to those 1000 people. But it's switching now to what's called a recommendation-based algorithm. So if your video does uh, capture people's attention, it does hold people's attention, it does make them want to share it with their friends, Instagram likes that because real quick, it, that means when your eyes are glued to the screen, they can share, show more ads and make more money as a business. And so what they're doing is they're like, forget those thousand friends you have. If this video does well, we're going to show it to a hundred thousand people because we want all these eyeballs glued to the screen. And so that's maybe even why you are now people listening are seeing uh, posts in their feed that are quote suggested for them and not even someone they're following because um, these platforms are shifting to that. And that's, 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 it's both a challenge and opportunity. I think right now, if you can make, like you're saying with Mr. Beast, if you can execute on quality, um, you have a chance to 10 X versus just focusing on quantity and, you know, forcing your way to two X. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's, and you know, I share that because I share that cautiously and I love your take on it is because I think there is like this very podcast, right? I had a media company I closed down. It was in the within the equine industry. I just closed it down at the end of last year. Um, okay. But I, that was very um, calculated. Like over 18 months, we had nine live events, two to four hours long. We reached over uh, 3.2 uh. million people. It was like awesome, very niche audience. Um, and this podcast was supposed to start. <clears throat> it was supposed to start last year. <laughs> but guess what was hurting me? It was that perfectionism. It was like, oh, this isn't ready. Oh, this isn't mm. right. This isn't right. And finally, one day I just was like, go. Yeah. I had yeah. the production company and I was like, I'm launching on this date. Here's the episodes. I don't think this is totally right. I haven't found my voice yet on this, in this format because mine were live. And I, yeah. I love that live format, but I, I just went and, and it was like messy and ugly. And I, please don't go back and listen to my first episodes. I'm super, <laughs> the, the, the content was really good, but the delivery was pretty poor. I should re-record them. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, I, the, the qualitative over quantitative, I think you flex in different parts based upon where you are, because yeah. I had to just get started and it sucked and it wasn't great. But now my, my, like quality has increased, but my volume of output has stayed the same, but I'm becoming better. So I think sometimes you do just have to like go and kind of push through and then you start getting better and better. And, and it's not such a push. Yeah. One of my favorite Hormozio quotes is you, you have to be willing to be bad in order to be good. And it's because of that just natural learning curve. It's like, we all want to skip that part. It's like, oh, if we just plan a little bit more and like prepare a little bit more strategically, then I can fast track on my way to just being a good podcast host. <laughs> but it's like you, everyone, every podcast host has to have that bad one. So um, I, I love that. That's been my, my approach too, is just learning by doing. Learning by doing. It's, it's hard Um, and you feel ridiculous, but it gets easy. It's just, it's literally just like anything. Um, yeah. you know, be like your first child, you were like so cautious about, and then the second <laughs> child, you're like, you're yeah. fine. Like you're fine. Yeah. Like yeah. truly you're fine. Cause now yeah. we know. Yeah, um, but... all right, let's, uh, talk, if you would share a little bit, because you work specifically, not specifically, but more dominantly, let's say within the real estate industry, is that fair mm -hmm. to say? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yet the practices are applicable everywhere 
right? Yes. Any business. Yeah. What have you seen be some of the biggest transformations with some of your clientele that I guess were maybe either hesitant or didn't implement video and then they did? Like what were what were some of the biggest changes that you saw? Because I know that for you, the mission is like creating life-changing opportunities. So this yes. is much bigger than just getting the lead. Yeah, I'm definitely going to um, go in a direction of like money business, but I want to start with a story that's like the complete opposite end of that. And so I had a client who um, had a, has a business and he hadn't been doing anything around his personal brand. And, and he's like, I've been watching videos for a while. I want to start doing this. So we started making videos for him and two months in, he, he hops on and he's kind of like a little bit emotional and he's like, Hey, I wanted to tell you, um, you know, a while back, he, he has this family member who was really close to him and they had kind of fallen, had a bad falling out and had the relationship had become estranged and they hadn't talked in a while. And he's like, that person reached out to me and says, I've been seeing your videos on social media and it just, it feels like I'm you know, hanging with you again. It feels like I see you. I want to, I want to talk. I want to reconnect. And so he was like, you know, man, just without him kind of taking those initial steps of putting himself out there. And ironically, it's not even like he messaged that person individually, right? He was just putting himself out on the internet with his personal brand, but that opened the door for a very meaningful personal, you know, um, relationship that has nothing to do with money, but, you know, everything to do with some of the things that matter to us on, on a human level. Um, so that's one of my favorite stories, but, um, the other, what the, the other ones are, are, are almost just like pick an example. Like and I work with someone in commercial, I work with people in different, in different sort of, uh, parts of residential. And it's just like, it's almost always like creates videos for a few months someone reaches out and it's this magical opportunity slash conversation. And once you have that tipping point moment, it's hard to like look back. But um, I, you know, for me, I think I'd said it, but to kind of tell that end of that story, like when I was at Zillow and I was creating those videos, that eight figure CEO had reached out, um, ultimately wanted to get coffee, ended up me being on the board of advisors for that company. And it turned into um, not only a, a nice, you know, multiple six-figure um, relationship for me today, but equity in what could be a multiple seven-figure, you know, opportunity, and that's just one one relationship, and that's just compounds. The more you do that, the more people start to you start to connect with, and um, that's just really what I've been hooked on is like it's almost like the the unknown part, the anticipation of what could happen with the next inbound is kind of what's more exciting for me. I love that you're in that. I guess, headspace. And I know that you didn't get there right away. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's true. It, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit. So, um, my other half, Chris, when it comes to social media, um, marketing all together, he's like, it's not working. Nothing's working. I yeah. can't say da, 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 da. like, he's like very, and that's good. That's healthy. I think you, that's gotta, you gotta have that real part of the conversation too. You know, it, it absolutely is. But it also begs the point of time frame. Yes. Where okay. are we on that? Where are we on that journey? You know, <laughs> because I feel like, I mean, just in anything, anything we do, right? Like 
growing up as kids, we didn't have all the technology. Like we joke with the kids now, like when you wanted to order something from a catalog, first you had a paper catalog, then you had to fill out the form and mail it yeah. in. That took a week. Yeah. And then it took like four weeks for them to process it. And then another week for you to mail and get it back. Like our kids will be like, Hey mom, I threw, I threw a book I needed for school in the Amazon cart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they get it tomorrow. And I'm like, you have no idea, <laughs> right? On time. And I feel like when you look at marketing, methods or building a brand. You know, we talked about the infinite game, but maybe share some like advice for helping people kind of get through that muddied middle where you're like, dude, I am spinning my wheels. I am doing these videos. I am da 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 da, da and they haven't had the win yet. Yes. Like how how do we get cuz that is that's like in business ownership. Every day, yeah. you know, you're like, oh my God, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And then like the next day you're like, holy cow, like we, we got it. We did this, you know? Yeah. Not having those early wins is probably the hardest part about going through that J curve, right? Where you're initially in that downward dip and you're like, this is not the direction I wanted to go. I'm spending uh, money and time and energy and, and I'm wanting things to be going up. And, and so I think aside from finding ways to get engineer even little early wins, whether it be um, particular relationships, like, you know, you have a podcast, it's like, maybe there's someone in town you've always wanted to build a relationship with, but haven't had a good reason to, you know, get a boring coffee date with them, but having them on your platform is a way more of a reason. So like, maybe there are little wins like that, that you can engineer that can help energize you. But I also did find over that 18 months, like the way my content's evolved is I did in, in the early days do a lot more content about, about my four kids, about just like, I'm like a big Tesla geek. I invested in Tesla and love like the company and the direction, but it's like, I used to make a lot more content about these things that were just like, this is kind of a, maybe the spark notes answer to your question, like run it through the filter of what would you do if the views and the dollars and the results we're never going to happen or not a part of the equation, then what would you do? And so um, I think that's kind of the thought exercise you have to figure out, like what kind of content would you do? How often would you make that content? And so I think if you can just get into a gear that's sustainable, that's the win because you can't, to your point, you can't predict, you know, when that big win is going to come or when everything will change. So you almost just have to figure out how do we just get in a gear that we know we can hold, you know, for a long time, but uh, continue to play those little improvement games too. Like how do we just improve by one inch here, one inch there? So I love that. And anyone that's listening in right now, like go back whatever minute to minute and re-listen to that. Um, because there was a couple of things that I want to point out that you said that were really powerful. Number one is like asking yourself, like, what would I want to see? right? It doesn't yeah. always have to be, I'm the best business person in, right. in this business, or look at how successful I am. Or I have these, I, I, these, these drive me flipping insane is the, I, here's how to get to $10,000 months. I'm just yeah. like, knock it off. Like, yeah. like it doesn't have to be that. Like when you don't know what to post, it's like, what do you want to see? What do you like? Yeah. You want to see the crazy dogs, the horses, the the kids, like what do you want to see? And, and post that because posting some like posting that is better than posting nothing. 
right? Making yeah. that video is going to give you that much more confidence to actually go post the video that is more targeted towards your business. Yeah. Like. And I've, and I've found over time, like I've had just as many people who connected with me and said, like, um, I reached out because of, or by the way, I remember when you post about Tesla and I loved that too. So now I want, you know, so it's like all those things are not just totally for, you know, smiles and, you know, just, just for fun. Like it's, it, it does help connect with the, the, the people that are watching. And, you know, one of the last things I'll say on that one is cause like I do have, you know, it's, it's, it's not, super easy to go super viral every video and so it's like everyone's everyone every, me and everyone i've worked with like a majority of the videos aren't getting you know the amount of views that we all quote would really want and so you, you almost have to remember that like even just that one view from the quote you mentioned the importance of the quality standpoint if you think of that analogy or from my story of that that eight-figure ceo or maybe just think of a billionaire like if you got if you got like, I'm just gonna say, in what what part of Arizona are you in? Are you in Scottsdale? In, okay, so perfect. So if you got, I mean, forget going viral. If you got 20 billionaires in Scottsdale to follow you, that would probably be more valuable than having 20,000 random followers. Like, I would trade that account for sure for the other. So, like, I think sometimes we underestimate the value of one viewer when it could be, you know, just one view and one handshake away from that, that real door that's going to open for you. I, I love that. And before, so before, cause I'm going to share yeah, yeah. something before I kind of share the other point and what you said, this whole last little, like five ish, 10, seven minutes, whatever is so great. I mean, the whole thing was so great, but <laughs> yeah, this love- is really good. Um, I had to, I had to reframe it for myself because I thought, for me to have impact was it had to be the masses. Mm. So I felt like I had to have build this big following. I felt like I had to do this and I was devaluing what I was doing on a, on a, like a small basis, right. On that, yeah. that, that one. And literally for 2023, I changed, I had to reframe it for myself. And I, I think I maybe have only shared this one other time is that I walk into a room or record a podcast, or make a post. And I ask myself, who is the one person I'm going to help today? Like hmm. I, I walk into a networking event. I'm like, who's the one person I'm going to help today? Not who's the person that's going to give me the most referrals and how, yeah. how can I meet everybody in the room? I'm like, who's the one right. person that I'm going to meet today? I was literally just at an event. You would have loved this event. It was um, with AZ crew, which is a commercial real estate kind of networking group for females. Um, we were at this like Scottsdale experience center. It's all technology. You would love it, Connor. But I, I literally, I'm new to this group. I know like five people and there's like 200. I did the same thing. Walk in somehow on the tour. I get, I'm next to this one girl. She starts talking to me and girl, lady, friend, whatever, peer, we, we were talking. And by the end of the night, she's like, we're, we're having, there's zero business conversation. It is all, I had experienced something personally that she is going through mm-hmm. and a hum- human she, relatability. She was my person I helped and it had zero to do with business. Yeah. And that's changed. That's the game. That's the game. I mean, that's all we're doing. So if I could share that advice, just for anyone making videos that you're like, nope, not doing it, Shelly, not doing it. Help that one person, help that one person that maybe is going through what you've already been through 
and like you can understand it, they can get through it so much easier if you just help them. So just share the one thing. I, I love that point. And just like one quick thing to add to it is like, I know actually multiple people who either have hundreds of thousands or over a hundred thousand followers and make less than a hundred thousand bucks and can't get five people to meet them at an event or something. But I also know people who have less than a thousand followers that make a million bucks a year and could get 40 people to show up um, at their house tonight if they wanted to. So it's like, you know, don't let social media always, always, you know, trick you out there. <laughs> um, yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Okay. So here's the other point that I want to, that I wanted to call out for you is mm -hmm. finding, I love that you said, like, find what you can stick to. So it's not about like, okay, post every day, post every day, go, 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 go. Right. It's like, what can you stick to? This is literally diet culture. So if anyone listening in has ever been on a diet and you're on the diet, then you crash the diet. Then it, yeah. then you're back on the diet again. And then you crash because it's like this all or none mentality and it yes. never works. That's why the diet industry is the multi bajillion dollar industry is because they are expecting everyone to do that cycle. Don't do it, especially when it comes to content. Like, I love that you just said, like, if you could post once a week and do it consistently, great. That is 52 posts in a year is way better than three, you know, three posts a week for three weeks and then nothing for a year. Yep. The, what we were, we were kind of touching on it and then I have a, a, a cool story that I think drills at home, but like the game we're in is actually how to outlast, how to be in, how to stay in the game where it's not how to win. Cause you'll, then, you know, you'll, if you'll have more followers or make more money and then you'll want to raise the game again to that. But so it's really how to last. And uh, it, when you can find what's sustainable and allows you last, eventually the opportunities come if we stay in the game. And so I don't know if you've heard of the comedian, Matt Reif. He's like one of the most uh, like viral comedians right now. He's got like, um, like 20 million followers and like, you know, makes like 20 million this year. But two years ago, he made $40,000. Mm. And he, what he, the story that he shares is that for the 11 years prior to that, he's been doing comedy tours. He's been going around traveling. He's been getting tiny groups of four people and making two of them laugh. And he, but he has been sticking to what was sustainable for him and consistent. It's like he had friends telling him, go get a normal job, go do this. But his energy wasn't around that. Right. And so whatever your energy is, is can be sustainable around, um, that's actually the game, you know? So I think, uh, you know, people hopefully are, are can play a long-term game and we'll just, we'll, we'll see people, you know, at the top. <laughs> well, and it's like, everyone has their own top. So I, yeah. you know, their own level of success. And exactly. I just got to say like, Connor, this has been such a great, great conversation. Um, and I know that we've helped at least one person with, with this conversation. You've this helped me. That's fun. for sure. Um, I do have one last question for you, yeah, yeah. but before we get to that, where is the best place for everyone to follow along? Don't worry. I will put it all in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say Instagram as the answer, but I do like to, um, share content as much as I can and be accessible as much as I can. So like I've connected with people on LinkedIn, Facebook, and, um, you know, I have an email newsletter and everything. So however they can find me, I, I like to say we can get connected. Awesome. I love it. Well, we'll make sure like all of everything 
is in there in these oh. notes because oh. even if like just follow connor for inspiration to just see the videos and it's like steal like an artist right yes. he said something and you're yes. like oh my god i could totally say it this way for my business and my industry do it do it yes um okay so last question for you it's you know a lot of kind of building up your business is unintentional action, right? You're just like, we talked about it. Just like, sometimes you just got to go, 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 go. And yes. then you kind of figure it out. But I want to ask you, if you were talking to someone that has dabbled in, in video or maybe tried it a couple of times, but like, just didn't feel comfortable. What is like an intentional action that you would tell them to start taking every single day? I mean, the, the context is everything. So I'd probably have 20 questions to follow up to really, I think, give this the, as much help as I wanted. But the thing that really comes to mind with this one, that it was the hack that helped me is, and so I don't know if you've heard of this book, but I think you mentioned one of the, the authors there previously, but who, not how. And so, okay. So, so, I mean, that's, that, that to me has been the punchline. Like, there, I can name countless scenarios where I was like, I am not comfortable doing that. I did not want to show up for that. I do not, I didn't want to host my first event with a hundred real estate pros. I didn't want to start talking to the camera. I'm only comfortable talking to other people in front of the camera. Like there are countless ways that I was uncomfortable and did want not want to show up to begin with, let alone show up consistently. Um, and so whether it's a nutritionist helping me with my macros or whether it's someone helping me with my videos, like I have found the biggest hack is, you know, if, if you can find the person that can help you get to the goals versus, you know, finding the answer yourself and then willing your way through that path, um, at least in my experience, it's been more helpful. Um, so if whoever that person is that, you know, is listening, I, I'd say, you know, the, the best hack might be find someone and when, and it doesn't have to be like a mentor. It doesn't have to be a coach. It could be someone who's on the journey side by side with you and you're holding each other accountable and, and you know, in the mastermind type way. So like there's countless ways to do it, but find, find someone, find your who. I love that. Asking for help, right? Yep. You know, I mean, it's one of the scariest things to do, but man, it's incredible. And the book who, not how, I feel like if I link this, it's going to be like all my podcasts are going to be linked these same books, but it is the same yeah, one as yeah. with, uh, yeah, we Eddie definitely. And Dr. We, Benjamin Hardy. <laughs> yeah, we 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 share quite a bit in common. It sounds like we do, we do. Well, Connor, I just gotta say thank you. You know, obviously, thank you for for just being open and having this great conversation, but also like the stories and the how and the practicality of it. Um, all I can say is is thank you. You're doing amazing things, and I I love that you said you just are getting started. So if you just start following Connor now you're just getting started on what yes, he's going to be yes. bringing out. This is the beginning. This, this is, is the, the beginning. <laughs> it's the so great. Story. It's so great. Well, thank you so much. And if <laughs> yeah. you like, if you listening in right now thought like, holy cow, this was like such a great conversation. I want to share it with such and such, right? Like be the who for someone else. So share this out, tag Connor and I, we will absolutely give you all of the love. And don't forget on my solo episodes, because we have two coming out every week, I always call out one of the reviews by name. So don't forget to leave that review. It takes like five seconds to do it. And you know, you want to leave that five-star re review too. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Really appreciate it.